Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. Brought to you by Pink Box Purpose. I'm Heather. I'm Jenny. I'm Michelle. And I'm Bethany. Thanks for joining us. While the four of us were studying the Bible together, we realized that many women have the same questions that we do. Join us on this journey through the Bible. We promise lots of laughs along the way. Hey everybody, welcome to week eight. We are looking at Genesis chapters 46 through the end and we are calling this one Walk Walk Like an Egyptian. Egyptian. Okay, so we are starting with chapter 46 this week and this is where Jacob moves his entire family to Egypt. Mm -hmm. And they bring everything, all the kids, all the wives, all the livestock. And that was probably a really special and good reunion for them too because Jacob loved Joseph so much and he hasn't seen him for so long. What I thought was kind of nice too when he said this his family was moving there, Pharaoh actually gave him like a good chunk of land and was like, yeah, let him have a good place to live. So I thought that was kind of nice. Okay, so this leads to where Jacob ends up being really old and so he's giving his blessing to his kids and he kind of goes through each of his sons. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was another blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Was there thigh touching in this one? Yes. (laughs) Is there? Okay, Michelle, where did you get that from? Your okay. thigh touching. The end of 47, Jacob and Joseph, well, it's titled Jacob and Joseph both die in Egypt, but we're going to talk about Jacob's okay. death first, and he's about to bless his sons, but he first says, Jacob says to Joseph, if I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. <laughs> That's what they Do did though that? when they blessed Esau and them too. Yeah, the more the thigh touching. Yes, it then, must have been a yeah. thing. You know, I'm really thankful that we don't have to do like, that anymore. Swear to me. <laughs> when you like, if I make a promise, hand on my thigh. I'm not going to touch yeah. your thigh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He goes, what he looks at his 12 sons, and then here he basically on his deathbed tells them all the things that they did wrong and why they can't get these blessings because his 12 sons are become the 12 tribes of Israel. But he talks about Reuben and how he did some things with his wife, and he talks about each one of them. And then, is that the couch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah how he defiled, Reuben this defiled couch. the couch with his father's concubine. Oh, Reuben, yeah, concubine. so Reuben made mistakes, and so. Reuben doesn't get the inheritance or the blessing like the first mm-hmm. son should because he did some things in his past. Oh, and Simeon and Levi, due to their savage revenge. But that was, but that was with the sister. sister yeah. wasn't it? They that was their sister. Yeah, get it? Nope. No. But Judah. I like Judah. Yeah, we talked about Judah a little bit. Let's talk about Judah. Do you know who comes from Judah's line? Mm. That's right. J-E-S-U-S. What's that spell? Jesus. Jesus <laughs> the brother will praise him and he talks about how he's the lion's cub but what i also like is he will it talks about how a nation will come from him and then they will have this donkey tied to a vine and it reminded me of jesus riding in on the donkey and it also talks about he will wash his garments in wine and his robes in the blood of grapes and how it just also reminded me that the blood of jesus was obviously shed for all those people so when i was reading this part of this blessing on judah it really just made me think about how it's almost prophesizing and preparing for jesus to come Mm. And then Jesus comes from that line. Yes. Goes from Judah to David and David to Jesus. I mean, that line. Uh-huh. Poor Zebulon. Right. He's just going to live on the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> Zebulon says his territory did not touch the sea. Oh, so he was, Yeah, and then it says Isaacar's land was pleasant. He is depicted as a donkey and the imagery of a beast of burden. Poor Issachar, a raw-boned donkey lying down between two saddlebags. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's how I want to be explained. Do you think he left there thinking, what the heck, Dad? <laughs> Seriously. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Right. Well, with the and blessings. then he had to have somebody translate that into like, are these blessings or curses? Yeah, right? <laughs> well, he does end up blessing Joseph's sons, which are his mm-hmm. grandsons. Mm-hmm. And they sit down, and there is Manasseh. And Ephraim. And the older one is Manasseh. So here Jacob is blessing his two grandsons, and he actually gives the inheritance blessing to the younger son, which I thought was interesting because if you go back, Jacob was the younger son, and Esau was the older son that was supposed to get the blessing, and Jacob stole his brother's inheritance, and now he's giving Mm. the inheritance to the younger son again. And Joseph is upset and says, hey, dad, you have it wrong, and he tries to move his hand, and he says, no, like, this is who the blessing should go to. So I just thought that was really interesting. So speaking of blessings and blessing the children, we were just kind of talking nowadays, applying this to our lives how are ways that we can bless our own children in today's society? For me and my two boys, it's important to show them service and helping others more over than being, I don't know, popular kids or whatever. I would just rather have them learn service and helping others. I feel like one of my biggest callings this year, even above pink box purpose which is a big calling is to first teach my kids how to be disciples of jesus like Mm -hmm. and i think they learn a lot of that like my son will be traveling to honduras with us in march and just being able to share like you said heather the service piece Mm -hmm. of them because it is hard in today's society when kids are getting everything like my kids are like oh i need a new nintendo game that's 50 dollars, and it's like no that's not how i want to bless you Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think you can bless your kids which is hard for us as moms by letting them fail so they can figure out how Mm -hmm. to do it the next time Mm -hmm. because I think we just always want to pick them up and guide them and everything but to teach them this is what it looks like to fail what are you going to do next time to fix it just shows them not to be so dependent on their parents so you're blessing them in the long run of how to be make good choices and be independent for their choices and yeah and I think a a big thing it's shifting for us right now because my girls are a little bit older but I am their mom first and foremost I'm not their friend Mm-hmm. And it's my job and my husband's job to teach them how to be good people and not be little jerks. And by teaching them no, like we have boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. the word no, I don't think that word is taught a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. So now that my girls are, are getting older, you know, we'll always be mom, but I can transition to coming alongside them as they're making their own decisions and making their way in the world and come alongside them as a friend. And you can say no and still show them how much you love them. Oh, I think of that's course. the biggest thing is like mm-hmm. people are afraid that if they make their kids mad or they say no to their kids that their kids are gonna think well you don't love me anymore and it's you can very easily show them that you still love and care for them Mm -hmm. without letting them do things that they want to do or think they need to do right well and i think even preparing kids to go onto the real world like my kids know how to make pizza mac and cheese and eggs now like we're working they can do laundry they have chores they can do dishes because i think even my husband is a teacher working with some high school kids not saying names but there are kids that still 18 years old are dependent on their parents who Mm -hmm. will still call in if they're missing an assignment. And it's like today's society, parents that helicopter how do you protect your kids without doing everything for them mm-hmm. right i think it's important too when you mess up as a parent to apologize mm-hmm. and 
ask forgiveness from your kids. Our parents didn't do that. It's just not a thing. Like, parents don't say sorry. Yeah. Therefore, I'm right, no matter how old you are. And, like, that's not a thing. To me, like, we're all humans. We all make mm-hmm. mistakes. That's not a thing. And so for my boys to know that I do screw up and I I do need to apologize for things. Right. Like, if I get overly angry and if I've had a bad day and I, you know, when I'm yelling at them or something, I will mm-hmm. go in and say, hey, mom overreacted to Mm -hmm. whatever situation let's talk about it and even if they were in the wrong too it's still i need to hold my cool as a parent well and then they see that and they know and learn that there's room for grace and then they will model that with their own families Mm -hmm. and sometimes those words are harder my my boys would rather throw a punch back than say sorry so i've been working on it's more fun to actually pull them aside and be like hey why don't you tell your brother you're sorry instead of mm-hmm. throwing that next punch and they man they have a hard time doing oh, yeah. that you know? have you ever tried the hug shirt no it's like oh an overall <laughs> so we have an extra large shirt and both kids have to be in it until they can get along and i made the boys the one day they were fighting over who had to do the dishes so i made them both wear the shirt together and one had his right arm sticking out and the other had his left <laughs> and they had to figure out how to cooperate together to do the dishes because you need to hands but they could each use one and by the end they were laughing so much about it and laughing with each other that I think as a parent it is important to not only let your kids know when they're wrong but also let your kids know like you said when you're wrong too. Yeah. I'm gonna finish up here. Uh, Jacob blesses all of his sons and then asks if he could be buried in the same place that Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebecca were buried. It was the same place that they bought from I think it was the Hittite back in the day. So it's kind of cool that their whole family has kept that land for that sacred place. But Jacob, he drew up his feet into his bed, breathed his last, and gathered to his people. Then the last chapter is about how Joseph also passes away at the age of 110. That's about all that's there. So this is the end of Genesis, and this is just the beginning of the line. I think we'll do a recap next week of Genesis, but just showing the line of how God's people started in their faithfulness and continued faithfulness through everything that happened in this book. But we are excited to do a recap next week. That's all the time we have this week. Join us next week as we recap Genesis, and we're going to call it From Apples to Thighs. And so are the days of our lives. Is that how it goes? Hey Tamar, talk about your blessings more than you talk about your problems. Pursue your purpose.